This is No Offense Fan Next Episode 172 for Sunday, February 9th, 2014. Lisa J here and I've got my my uh partners in crime Jeremy and Tristan Yo. what's up guys hey 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 and uh of course yeah that's the that was the silent hey from Tristan if you didn't hear that's that okay. the silent hey <laughs> and and but of course we have a very special guest I'm so excited uh this person has been on a few shows that you may have heard of you know, been on Seventh Heaven, Dawson's Creek, Jag, CSI Miami. But you know we love him as Carter Grayson, Red Ranger, the leader from Lightspeed Rescue, <laughs> Sean C.W. Johnson. As, or as we like to call him, the Qua Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Nice I've never, I've never heard of the. What was that again? The the Quid Johnson. Yes. That's yeah. That's something. <laughs> when when I was a kid, I would see your name on the screen, and stupidly, I would always just say Qua Johnson. What's Qua Johnson? And that's just, <laughs> and that's that's how it's always been for me. Well, I am uh, I am part Irish, so maybe it's just something got uh, kind of got mixed up with the Mick somewhere around the. Uh, Around the way, but no, um, yeah, just middle middle initials, and it's funny. I've, I've it's been something that has perplexed uh, a number of folks, and and um, they're just initials, but uh, a number of nicknames have come out of it. So now I've got a, another one I can throw into the mix. <laughs> <laughs> just curious, what's some of them nicknames? Just curious, just curious. Well, you know, one of the one of the more more popular ones is uh, is Qua, uh, and that came about from. Interestingly enough, one of the producers on Power Rangers, when I was in uh, in auditioning, uh, and he got the, the the resume on the back of the uh, the headshot, was looking at it and said, you know, just before the audition, I was like, yeah, hey, I've got a question. How in the heck do you pronounce this? Is it quick, quick, qua, 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 qua? And I was like, no, it's C, it's CW. It, it stands. My middle name's Charles Wesley, and um, everybody just kind of got a kick out of it and then you know obviously getting on the show he kind of just started calling me qua so <laughs> it's stuck and now it's yet another another nickname oh i'm not alone <laughs> <laughs> but i was gonna say a lot of folks call me cw i mean sean obviously uh but but yeah qua now i can qua johnson i'm gonna i'm gonna start rocking <laughs> yeah, that yeah the qua johnson <laughs> the qua johnson the qua johnson because I don't like prince i need to get a symbol and then <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, I looked up. He was like Sean Charles Wesley, and then there's a Robert in there too, Johnson. Or there is. Yeah, I was uh, I was raised Catholic, and uh, as part of Catholicism, when you get confirmed in the church, you take on you take on another name, and so um, the name I took on for 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 confirmation was was Robert, which happens to be my father's name, and also a uh, um, uh, family name of sorts, and so. Uh, that's where the Robert came from, but it's nothing, nothing official. Oh, 
Okay. I got, okay. Because, I mean, yeah, you, you have a lot of names. <laughs> a lot of names. <laughs> I can understand the CW, but we call you the Qua Johnson uh, because, you know, that, because seriously, that's me too as a kid. I'm just like, how do you say cool? And it's like, and it wasn't like capital. It was, C, so it's cool. Like, like, where is he from? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, trust me, growing up, it was a nightmare because it's, it's, it's hyphenated uh, Charles Wesley, and then it's a capital C, a lowercase w. And literally the way it gets abbreviated initial-wise, most people have normal middle names, but mine is the capital C, lowercase w. Um, and it's the teachers and everything. It just, it was <laughs> trying to get report cards correct. It was, it was kind of funny, but... You're unique, all right? That's all yeah. I have to say about that. Yeah, my parents are crazy. <laughs> so uh, let's start out with your childhood a little bit. So, like, what kind of kid were you? Boy, that's a, that's a great question. It'd probably be better answered by people, uh, people around me. But I think I was probably a, a rather intense kid uh, in many respects. Um, and I, I was rather shy. Um, and very kind of academically oriented. Academics in school were, were very important in, in my household uh, and my family growing up. And, um, and so I, I, I did kind of take it probably more seriously than I should have, um, even to the point where if I, I didn't get, you know, like an A in handwriting, it kind of upset me. And looking back, it was just ridiculous. I mean, as a kid, it was in, you know, third or fourth grade, like you shouldn't be that worried about Aww. things like handwriting. But, um, but no, I was very, very kind of, uh, very, I'd say studious. I mean, I did take it seriously. And like I said, kind of at the outset was, was rather shy, um, you know, did play, you know, some sports and all that was, was never, was never that, um, you know, that talented or gifted. Um, my, my little brother on the other hand, in many respects was kind of the, the natural athlete in the family. But, um, but yeah, it was very, very kind of quiet um, into myself and, and interestingly got into acting uh, when I was uh, in, in coming in as a freshman in, in, or in, sorry, in high school because my, my father uh, essentially forced me to, to take an acting class because really? he, was, he was very outgoing um, and had, had kind of been... I don't want to say Mr. Popular because there's a connotation that goes with that. But it was just very, you know, a lot of people just really liked him. He was very, you know, he's a very, very personable guy. And, you know, it, I don't want to say pained him, but it was just, you know, I was so, so kind of in my shell that he thought, you know, look, I'm going to make him take an acting class in, in, in school. And, you know, hopefully that'll help him, you know, get, get up in front of people and, you know, just kind of get out of that, get out of that shell. And, um, Boy, I mean, the rest is history. Did it ever? I mean, I, I was fortunate with a uh, a gentleman, you know, that who is my uh, my high school drama coach became a, a a mentor, and we're still very, very close. And yeah, the, I mean, literally, it changed it changed my life, and kind of went from the the shy one to the guy who probably put himself at the forefront of things too much, if that <laughs> makes any sense. Um, I, I was never the class clown, but definitely, definitely enjoyed performing and really, really loved getting in front of an audience. And um, as shy as I was, it was almost an alter ego sort of thing to be able to do that, to kind of immerse yourself in a character and then just stand up in front of people and share it. That's probably my childhood in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, it's it's funny. Well, not funny, but it's it's interesting to hear that because usually you hear parents 
wanting <laughs> their children to be more in academics and be like, stop with that acting stuff. Ah, focus on your grades. But uh, it's it's good to see that your father's like, yo, he need he need he need to take some acting classes. <laughs> we we need to we need to get him, you know, more sociable and and what have you. So that's good to hear. Yeah, it was great. In fact, my you know, my honestly, my folks couldn't have been more supportive because I uh, even when I was graduating from from college, I, you know, I was going to I really had every, every intention of going to law school and kind of my senior year had a, a moment. Um, I won't get into the details on, but uh, kind of I don't want to say third life crisis, but had a had a, a set of events that made me to kind of take pause. And um, I decided, you know what? Mom, Dad, I really don't want to go to law school. I want to at least put it off and kind of want to try my hand at acting because it's something I really love. And to my surprise, I didn't get the "Are you crazy?" response. They kind of looked at each other and said, "You know what? If that makes you happy, hats off. Go for it." And so, yeah, I got very fortunate in that regard. And you went to school for theater, if I if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I did. I I, I went for theater. Um, and uh, but it started kind of branching out. I went for theater and psychology, and then started getting into philosophy while I was uh, while I was you know doing doing the undergrad. What was your first role in school? Uh, on stage, mm-hmm. I played. If you know Agatha Christie, she wrote a, a play called The Mouse Trap, and I played a character uh, named Major Metcalf. And that was my very, very first performance. And I was a freshman in high school and um, was terrified auditioning. And that was another one of those where my father was like, no, you got to at least audition for one, one play. That's it. That's part of the deal. And uh, for some crazy reason, I got cast. But what kind of role was it? You know, I sh- it's funny. I should go back and, and reread the play, to be honest, because it's been so many years now. But um it's a murder mystery, and I, you know, it's almost like one of those classic whodunits uh, where you know someone turns up missing, and you know, almost like Clue, kind of, you know, how how is it going to unfold? And you know, mm-hmm. I was just one of the characters in this house that uh, was around for the event, and subsequently uh, came under came under investigation, and it was. Sean with the butter knife yeah, was, in the library. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. So what how did that lead into uh getting on Power Rangers? Well, you know, I, doing theater again was just something that really was a hobby, something I really 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 enjoyed and when I was looking at uh collegiate options um while I was in high school there was a, a variety of different ways. I mean, I was, I was applying to military academies and um, was looking at, you know, engineering programs at, at, at certain universities. And I mean, my interests were kind of all over the board, but I'd always really, really enjoyed theater. And that was another one that we looked into. And so um, when I went off to, to college, um, kind of realized that uh, I was going to need some additional funds. And, uh, you know, it's like, well, I could start waiting tables or I could get a retail job or whatever it might be. And, and, um, a gal that I was, was friends with, uh, and this is freshman year in, in, in school. She, one day we were, we were on campus and going to the, um, the campus, uh, the mailboxes and she was getting her mail and I was getting my mail. 
And as she opened up the box, she was like, oh, great, a residual check. And I was like, residual check? And she's like, yeah, I got a residual check. And she opened it up. She's like, ah, it's not that big. And I was like, what is a residual check? And she goes, well, I did this commercial last summer. And so, you know, when they re-air it as part of being a member of uh, the Screen Actors Guild, you know, you get additional monies sometimes for, for the fact that they use it. And I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. I mean, it's completely beyond me. And, um, and she, uh, she, I said, you know, just out of curiosity, is it, you know, does it pay well? And she was like, well, I mean, this one's not too bad. And I forget what it was. It was like maybe a thousand bucks. And, you know, it's still a good amount of money, but for a broke college kid, that might as well have been a million. And mm-hmm. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm like, you didn't eat, like, this is just something that they keep paying you on. And she's like, yeah, no, it just, it just happens. And I kind of right then and there was like, all right, how do I get in on that? <laughs> she, she said, well, I'll introduce you to my agent. And, you know, in Orlando, cause I went to school in Orlando there's a really great kind of secondary film market, or at least there was when I was there, and there, there still is, but especially with, you know, commercial work and, and things like that, it's, it's quite vibrant. And, man, you know, getting, getting together with my first agent uh, at the time and just going out on some of these, you know, non-union and then eventually union gigs, um, it was great money for a college kid, and, and the flexibility on time was awesome because, you know, it, oftentimes I could kind of work around my class schedule and, you know, to be able to work a day and make 500 bucks. I mean, it's better than putting in the time, you know, trying to work at work at the gap while juggling a, a class schedule. So I actually found it one of those things that helped me pay for, you know, the tuition, the books and the food and that sort of thing. Um, that just seemed like it was a better option for me than than, you know, waiting tables. Right. Uh, and that just, you know, one thing led to another and, uh, that eventually, you know, led to some other roles while I was, while I was still in school and then subsequently getting out to California for Rangers. So what was the audition process for you for Power Rangers? Very, very fast. Um, you probably, cause I know you had, uh, had interviewed him. You, I know, you know, Christopher Kamen Lee. Um, right. he was on a show after he got off Power Rangers called Safe Harbor. Um, it was an Aaron Spelling show that was shooting, right. it was shooting in Jacksonville, Florida. And I had, I had just graduated and, uh, with, I mean, had, I just graduated and had some, some roles under my boat, but under my belt and a casting, the casting director who was casting local talent for like guest stars and that sort of thing on, on Power Rangers out of Orlando had remembered me from some other things and said, Hey, you know, called my agent and said, Hey, can you, you know, send Sean in? We'd like to read him for this role. And, um, so I went in and read for it, ended up getting on safe Harbor. And the, while I was shooting on safe Harbor, I met Chris and the guy couldn't have been nicer. Um, and you know, we, we ended up, you know, hanging out after the shoot and that whole thing. And while we were filming word came down that they were going to be shutting down production of safe Harbor. And so I was like, well, um, it looks like everybody's going to be packing up and during the course of, you know, conversation, uh, found out that they were trying to, trying to cast, uh, the last couple Rangers for the upcoming season called Lightspeed Rescue and asked me if I was interested in, uh, in auditioning. And so I got in touch with Iris Hampton who had handled casting and, uh, um, put myself on tape in Florida uh, went back to went back to my high school, as a matter of fact, and, and my uh, my former high school drama coach uh, had a uh, a then student uh, read off camera with me, and I put myself on tape, put the tape in uh, in the mail, FedExed it to 
to the uh, Power Ranger stages out here. They looked at it. I'm trying to remember. It happened. I think I put myself. It was all very fast. I put myself on tape on like a Tuesday. Sent it to them. They got it on Wednesday. Thursday they called and said we'd like you out here on Monday for um, for a screen test um, of sorts. And uh, I didn't really have the money to afford the flight or the trip out. And so they said, look, we'll pick up the hotel if you can pick up your flight. And I ended up kind of borrowing some money from some folks and, uh, and, and, and got the flight and flew out that, I think it was on Sunday or it was Monday morning or something rather. And then, uh, and then auditioned. And then that afternoon they gave the thumbs up and said, we need you out here next Monday to start working. What? So yeah, it was, uh, unlike a lot of my castmates and a lot of things where there was, you know, six months of callbacks and that sort of thing. It was, I was, I had to move back in with my parents after I graduated and I was living with my folks um, you know, trying to figure out how I was going to get my money together in order to move out to California to try to pursue this, this Hollywood dream of, of acting. Um, and didn't really even have enough money saved up to get the plane ticket to go out to, to California. But literally within two weeks, I want to say it was within two weeks of walking off the set of Safe Harbor, I was living in California and starting training for Power Rangers. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, so it was really it was really one of these things just kind of right place, right time with the right, you know, the look that they were trying to go for and just, you know, it, it was a lot of stars kind of aligning at once. So Now, had you known at the time that I believe Rhett Fisher auditioned for the Red Ranger as well? You know, I didn't. Um I, I, obviously once he he got on the show's Titanium, I mean we we we, we, we spoke and, you know, and, and all that, but no, I, I literally had no idea. Uh, I was, I think I was like kind of that, that last kid that showed up. If, if I remember correctly, like several of the other castmates had remembered seeing each other for, for auditions. Mm-hmm. And I know Allison, if I, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but I believe she had said she had read, uh, opposite of Rhett, um, during the casting process. Uh, but no, I, I was kind of that, dark horse that just came out of nowhere at the last minute and the tall dark horse <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but no i felt very fortunate i mean it was it was it, it was a complete dream i mean it I, i'm still kind of surprised at how how it happened and how quickly it happened so take us back to when you remembering your first day on set you know, I can't say that I actually remember the very first day on set. I remember the first day of training because um, we did a lot of work with the stunt guys and and that sort of stuff before we went to camera um, because, you know, Mike Chat obviously is an incredibly accomplished martial artist. Uh, I mean, the guy's ridiculously talented. And a couple of us had had a little bit of martial arts training. I mean, I took a little bit of Taekwondo and a little bit of grappling earlier and that sort of thing. But I would not have called myself a martial artist. So the first couple weeks was a lot of just training. And I remember that. I remember, um, cause I, the rest of the cast started training on like a Monday and I wasn't able to get out to California until like Tuesday and then didn't show up to, to the stages until Wednesday. So they had kind of met each other for a couple days before I, before I showed up. And I remember all of us going out to lunch and, you know, doing those rounds. But the first we shot the show in clusters, uh, right. essentially three episodes at a time. And I'm sure you guys are familiar with that. And so I remember shooting that first cluster. I just don't remember that very first day of, 
of going to camera. But it, it was, you know, being, being one of the five or six, depending on how you define it, primary cast members on the show, as far as Rangers go, um, and knowing how popular the show was, I, I was acutely aware of the significance of, of what we were doing. But the getting on the set the first time and seeing the detail with which the, the crew pulled all of that together and, 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 you know, it wasn't my first time on a set before, but it still was incredibly impressive. Uh, the, the, um, the time and effort that went into creating such a cool aqua base and, and all of that. So I, I remember those impressions, but I, since I'm kind of just blabbering, I don't remember the first day of filming, unfortunately. That's all right. That's all right. I just, I honestly, when I first watched the show, I was just like, the the way the base was set up and and you know you're trying to picture in your head like okay like i know they're on the sound stage but like how they're going through hallways <laughs> and this and whatever and then there's like and then the truck comes through here and, this and <laughs> so i'm trying i'm trying to figure out like how they did it and you know even at that young age oh well, i mean i was yeah so I was young. I was young. I wasn't two, but <laughs> well, I was still no, trying no. to figure out, you know. And so, yeah, it was really impressive. It was extensive. I mean, honestly, it's, it, it was a big it was a big facility, and they had a lot of stuff in there. Uh, it, 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 in, that, in that regard, it was really – this is the thing that's so fun about acting is that it's – you get to play make-believe, and you're like a kid getting back in the sandbox and just just having fun. And that was the beauty of Power Rangers was – you know, every day really felt like you were a kid again and just going to, to fight monsters. And especially as a, a young boy, I mean, you know, I think every kid, you know, threw on a Superman cape at some point and, and, you know, you're, you're just sitting there going, wow, I'm, you know, I get to play a superhero that is saving the world every single day. And when you had the, the set as massive as it was and as detailed as it was, it was very easy to, to kind of just psychologically just jump into that. I mean, it, you know, we weren't doing Shakespeare, but, <laughs> but on the same hand, it, you know, it, 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 there was a, a, a there was a, a credibility that, that went into it, I think, because of how impressive the, the sets were. Um, it, it made it easier for us for sure. Yeah. I gotta say, um, even till this day, the aqua base is one of my all time favorite sets and it always gave you that feeling that you were actually underwater. I don't know what it was, but something about it always came off as so believable. Well, they had that, they had that pool literally in the soundstage. It was there, right. Right, which was crazy. I mean, it's like, you know, you walk in, you're like, my God, they literally have something full of water <laughs> yeah. on the stage. I mean, it was, it was so cool. Oh goodness. So, with your character, Carter, what are some similarities between the two of you and some differences? Wow. Okay. Um, the, 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 the similarities is that, um, and this was, this was probably fortunate. Um, I think with, well, I guess a little bit of, a little bit of background. I'm the first male member of my family and I don't know how many generations that didn't serve in the military. And um, if I'm not mistaken, I should double check this, did not um, serve in the military uh, during wartime. And so when I kind of mentioned earlier, I was looking at, at military academies, I was kind of very seriously considering um, trying to go to, to West Point and um, had even considered uh, uh, going out to Colorado. Um, but 
the idea of a, a military life was definitely something that was uh, something I had considered uh, growing up and uh, even going so far as to, you know, say, all right, well, when I decided not to, to go the academy route, had looked at ROTC programs at a number of, a number of schools. Um, so I think the, the kind of um, very straightforward, um, by the book, uh, military-ish sort of, of responsibility that Carter uh, Carter carried with him, um, I think is something that I identified with just because of proximity to, to, to family members and to almost a parallel life that I, I may have pursued um, had it not been for my love of, of, of acting. On the differences side, you know, looking at it now, I'm definitely more laid back than Carter uh, as a person. I think I was a little more high strung at the time, so I probably was more closely aligned with with Carter's personality. But uh, Carter is uh, is definitely more brave than I am. And, and <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember one of the, the I think it's the, the first episode where you kind of you meet all of us, and that was one of the first days of shooting. I can't remember if it was the first one or not, but we got to do. Sorry, I'm a little off track here, but we got to do. Um, Allison and I were out at uh, a location outside of Los Angeles where uh, firemen really train for, uh, you know, building entrances and, you know, how to move through stairwells and, and whatever it might be when they're on fire. So they literally set these, these structures on fire, send the firemen in for training. And they had one of these and it was great. They, uh, uh, they set up all the flame bars and, you know, it's, it, we're safe as actors because it's obviously, you know, just, just pretending and it's for the movies, but the you know with all the flames going on and the smoke that they're they're billowing and all that it was something that was a great adrenaline rush to be able to um to be able to kind of enter this building and and pretend like you know I'm I'm saving this girl and 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 then run outside with Allison and then she comes up as the paramedic but at the time as as exciting as it was it was also one of those moments of like wow these guys like real firefighters have got to have some big cojones because as much as I knew it was make believe, it's still stuff like this dresser is on fire and, you know, you got to go through this. And so I kind of, you know, I never wanted to be a fireman growing up, but I, interestingly enough, had a kind of a newfound respect for them because realizing that it was just pretend, I, I can't imagine the precarious nature of what they do for a living. Um, in that in that regard, Carter was definitely more brave than than I ever was. He more brave than all of us. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. I ain't nobody got time to be running in no fire. <laughs> and I'm so glad that there are other people who like to do that. that yeah, definitely. Cool. Oh my goodness. So, um, do you are there any um, moments that you remember that were comical in nature? that were embarrassing to other people. Anything that you remember? You know, honestly, if you, I think, again, I, I don't like to speak for other people, but I think everybody would probably say this, but in all seriousness, I had the best cast anybody could ask for. Um, every one of the people I got to work with day in, day out, were just amazing human beings. Um, I think we all really loved coming to work and doing what we did. And because of that, um, there were 
hourly moments of comedy and of fun and joking. And I mean, we all took it seriously um, because, you know, it was, it was our jobs, but, but it really was an absolute blast. Uh, and, and I think, I think, I think all of my castmates would probably say the same thing. I mean, we, we really had so many incredibly fun times that trying to recount a particular, you know, jokey moment or whatnot. I mean, I, I, I could, but it, it, every day had something. Um, and, and I was very fortunate. It never, I mean, even getting up at the, you know, before the sun comes up and working after the sun goes down, it never, I mean, there were times where, you know, maybe you're sitting in your trailer and things are feeling like it's, it's moving like molasses and, you know, you're twiddling your thumbs a little bit, but we, we really had just so many great times. Well, speaking of your cast, let's go and bring up a couple names and any, um, either anecdote or moment or word that comes to mind when I bring them up, feel free to share. All right, you ready? I have Tourette's, so be <laughs> careful. <laughs> and just a note for the listeners, um, Tristan is having technical difficulties. And so uh, if we can get him back on, that'll be great. If not, you know why. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel bad. But Blame I'm it on me. I've been trying to get him back on for this whole time we've been talking and he's just been having some internet issues. So, um, but yes, moving right along to your cast members, we'll start with Mike Chat because I don't know how to say his last name. So we're just going to call him Mike Chat. <laughs> Mike is, as I kind of mentioned earlier, Mike is, Mike is, Mike is an, an amazing human being. Um, I don't know where he gets his energy from, but he He's incredibly compassionate, unbelievably talented, and I don't just mean in martial arts. Um, he has a business mind um, like none other. I mean, he, 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 he's such an entrepreneur. I mean, obviously with XMA, but he's one of those guys that, and I don't know if, I don't know if either of you have met him, but I think anybody's first impression is going to be twofold. What a nice guy. And, and just incredibly genuine. And, and then you're, at least for me, kind of taken back by how intelligent he is. Mm. Uh, he's very sharp, very sharp, very motivated. And, and, and just, he's that guy that if, if you go to a party, he wants to make sure you're having a good time. Oh. Um, <laughs> you know, he just, he, he always feels like he's, he's, kind of got your best interest at heart. Um, like really hats off to him. I mean, he's really one of the, one of the more impressive people I've ever met um, outside, of, outside of the cast even. You guys still keep in contact? You know, we do. I mean, not, obviously as the years go on, it gets harder and harder for, for right. everybody to keep up. But, um, but you know, we, uh, in fact, we all had a, a mini reunion uh, sometime last summer. I'm trying to remember when it was exactly. But shortly after a couple of us got back from, uh, from New Zealand, we wanted to, to tie up when we all got together here in L.A. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yes, saw pictures. <laughs> and by the, let me just, let me just just sidebar sidebar sure. that all of y'all still look good, right? Y'all y'all still look <laughs> good. Like you know, there's one people you're like you know from other shows, and you're like, wow, time has not been on side. But like y'all still look good, you know. Y'all could, I mean, if y'all wanted to do like a redux of Lightspeed Rescue, y'all could do it. 
you know. Well, you should get that going. I mean, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe Saban would be interested in <laughs> in bringing the show back. No, it was. Um, I appreciate that. Thank you for for that another compliment. I, I actually agree with you. Um, <laughs> yes, of course, you, know, you are correct. Well, no, no, I mean, Thank you. like I was feeling older, but like getting around everybody, I'm like, my God, they age well. Uh, <laughs> literally, everybody, you know, they they still had the same spunk, the same spirit, and um, and yeah, I mean, Allison is still gorgeous. Sasha's still gorgeous. Jennifer's still gorgeous. Um, Keith, I mean, come on, the guy's always, always been a rock star. You know, Mike looks great. Rhett, I mean, I unfortunately haven't seen Rhett in a while, but you know, just from social media that's been sent to me, I mean, obviously the guy still looks like a model. So <laughs> he still looks like, like literally, I mean, I guess cause he's the youngest, right? Like he still looks like the same <laughs> from the show. It's like, yeah, oh, I know. Okay. Your hair's changed. Pretty much, that's it. <laughs> it's one of those I'm like, is he airbrushing every photo he puts up? <laughs> like, here, I'm doing a quickie, uh, quick selfie and throws it up. And it's like, I mean, just literally one of those things where I'm like, the guy, he doesn't look like his age today. Oh, goodness. All right, so the next one would be uh, Keith Robinson. Yeah, Keith. I mean, you know, as everybody would say, um, the, from, from, from day one, I mean, he just exudes natural talent. I mean, that's not to say he doesn't work really hard for all of the successes he's had because the guy is the guy is incredibly dedicated to to his performance both musically and and, and acting but um he has he just he just has it he has that quality um he's one it, this is a little bit of a tangent i'm coming right back to, to keith but when after i'd gotten off the show or right when the show was winding down they were casting additional seasons um Cass, Iris had said, you know, at times, um, I think I may have even asked and she said, sure, it's fine. But, um, had, co I'd come in and read off camera, uh, with some people that were auditioning, you know, just because obviously they need somebody to read off camera to do the other lines. And for me, it was one of those kind of learning experiences. I said, you know, I'd love to see people audition. And it, it is interesting in the audition room when you're on the other side of the camera and you start seeing just one person after another, come in, come in, come in, come in, come in. You have those auditions that you're like, mm, that wasn't so good. Mm, that wasn't so good. And then you've got a bunch of auditions like, yeah, you know what? They, they've got a good look. I mean, it wasn't bad. And then you get that person that comes in the room and they kind of just, the minute they walk in, you're like, hmm, this is going to be interesting. And then they do it. And you're left with this impression of like, wow, we absolutely have to see that person again. And sometimes it's just an unquantifiable it. Mm -hmm. And Keith has it. Um, he just has a, a natural comedic timing. He's got an incredible voice, uh, obviously a, a, a very attractive chap. So, you know, kind of from day one, he's one of those guys that you just realize, yeah, I see why he got cast. Um, it just made sense. And, and quite honestly, I'm not surprised by the successes he's had. Um, I, think, I think anybody would be hard-pressed not to see that, so... Mm-hmm. I, I, especially on He's the... a tall drink of water, that's what mm -hmm. I'm saying. <laughs> yes. I'm just moving right along. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, so um, Sasha Williams. I wish I had her athleticism. Uh, she is a sweetheart. Um, kind of like every, I mean, again, it's going to sound so redundant, but like everybody on the cast was just so nice, so genuine. She, God, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to describe her. 
she was very serious about her craft. And I don't mean that in an uptight way, but just in a, she took her, she took her work seriously. Um, she would joke around like the rest of us, but you know, it was definitely, it was definitely a role that she, uh, she put herself into. And I never felt like she wasn't prepared, which, you know, I appreciated because sometimes, especially over the course of a season, it, it, it gets easy to, to, you know, cut some corners or, you know, not do your homework. Um, but she was always very fun, but very studious from my, my perspective. And very sporty, you said, right? Very sporty. Oh God. She, she, she's the ultimate athlete. I mean, I don't think there's anything she doesn't do. I mean, whether it's rock climbing or, I mean, it, it, she does everything. I mean, which is funny because in many respects, when they're, they were casting Kelsey, she, I don't want to say is Kelsey, but like the athleticism that Kelsey had and all the, the things that she did, it was just, it was, you didn't have to shoehorn right. her into the role. It was just kind of like, wow. I mean, you know, it, it was just perfect. <laughs> <laughs> So the next one we have is Allison McInnes. Oh, Billy. Um, (laughs) She's kind of like my little sister. Um, And I don't mean that in a derogatory way, Um, but she, uh, she is a ton of fun. She is obviously very beautiful. And the experience on Power Rangers, I think was unique for her. Because she was, well, I don't know where she and Rhett specifically age-wise were, but, but Allison was the youngest of, of the cast. And um, it was really her first time kind of out of the nest, so to speak. Okay. And so, you know, moving away, I mean, she, she kind of grew up in, in, in Orange County, south of, south of L.A. Um, but, you know, moving up to, to Los Angeles and, you know, her first apartment and her first kind of experience, it was one of these things that you could just see, um, you could see someone growing, you know, kind of almost, I don't want to say from girl to woman, but um, I think like a lot of us around that age, I mean, she was, I want to say 19 at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of figuring out a lot of who you are and to, to be around her for, for the course of the show and the course of that season, it was... Um, it, it was fun, but she is, she has a heart of gold, kind of like everybody else in the cast, but she, she always approached everything with the best of intentions and with an open heart, which, which was also very genuine and very, very appreciative. Oh man, you see, you make me all cry and stuff. <laughs> all these people, everybody's so wonderful and marvelous and things. They really are. We, you know, honestly, we didn't, I mean, they're, there may have been, there really weren't any arguments. And if there were, we all just really got along. I I remember one time Allison was, I think she even mentioned this on the, uh, the, the DVD set that came out from shout factory recently. But, um, there, there was a time where she was practicing some kick or whatever and ended up kicking Sasha. And, and, uh, you know, there was a quick moment of like, Hey, now you, you can't just go swinging, you know, body parts around without, you know, knowing who's around you, but everybody, we just really got along. I mean, we were kind of like this happy family. Oh, speaking oh. of adding to the happy family, Rhett Fisher. Yes. I'm convinced he's related to Allison. 
um, <laughs> and not just on the show. Um, <laughs> they're kind of two peas in a pod. He's he's another one of those guys, kind of like Keith, that you know you're just he, he's a tall drink of water. And um, at the time, and even still now, I mean, obviously his music was very important to him. And so you know you got this guy because I've always. One thing I've always wished I could do was sing. Um, I can't sing to save my life. I can't. What? Not at all. You not got even this not little baritone voice in there, and I can't believe that. I don't. <laughs> not a that. thing. Honestly, cats will start crying, and <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Um, but you know, to have the the the, the talent around me um, of of you know, like Keith would just start busting out song every now and then, and Rhett the same way. It was just you just like. It, it's awesome, and at the same time, you're like, wow, I am a hack because <laughs> these guys have so much more to offer. But, um, but no, Rhett is, again, another one of those just incredibly genuine, nice guys that um, considering, how, considering how talented he is and how, how good-looking he is, he really shouldn't be as nice and as approachable and as down-to-earth as he is. Uh, no, I, I laugh because the next person I'm going to bring up, um, I recently met at um, Paramorphicon, and he's a character in himself. So, Ron Roger. <laughs> Captain Ron. <laughs> he is a character. Um, Cat, Ron was fun because he, he clearly had been um, been acting a lot longer than the rest of us. And so he had a a much, much thicker resume. Um, and with that brought a lot of experience and stories from, from other projects. But, um, but yeah, he, he is a character. Um, I hadn't talked to, I haven't talked to Ron and God, I can't remember how many years it's been. It's been a long time, but would love to, would love to bump into him again because, um, he was always full of stories. And I remember he loved softball, uh, played a lot of softball. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, interesting. Well, we'll get to, you know, meeting up with other people later on in the show. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, we'll get to that. Um, there's two more people I wanted to bring up. Um, sure. Monica Lawrence. Miss Fairweather. Yep, again, I, you know, broken record. Just absolutely stunning. Um, as you may or may not know, she was a Miss America contestant, um, had been Miss Mississippi, so that shouldn't come as a surprise considering how beautiful she is. But she, um, she's another one of those that uh, very talented, incredibly striking, unbelievably down to earth, um, absolutely girl next door. And, um, and, and another one that just, you know, had a lot of fun. Uh, she, she had that personality that, that you know, loved to laugh. Um, but at the same time, she she took her craft seriously and really, you know, really, really tried to bring it every single day. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, Jennifer Yen. Yes, Jennifer. As Carter, you really don't like Vipra, so I kind of just had to spend the entire season disliking her. Oh. Uh, no, it's a joke. Uh, no, Jennifer, Jennifer is funny because... I think playing villains, are, you know, in many respects, as much as I loved playing Carter, playing villains, and I think a lot of actors will say this, it, they're always more fun because there's just so much more stuff you can play around with um, character-wise. And a lot of times, you know, I think actors tend to be, tend to be nice folks, um, you know, especially for a love of the arts and that sort of thing. And so the, the ability to uh, play something that's probably very counter to your, your own personality 
um, is, is always neat. Um, but with, with Viper and Jennifer, she is so bubbly and so nice that I won't say she wasn't a good Viper because she was a great villainess. Um, but it was fun seeing her play the role because you knew how just absolutely cool and fun she was. And yet you had to try to pretend like you didn't like her. It was like sunshine bunnies and rainbows <laughs> trying to be a villainous. Yeah. I mean, she, you know, and, and it, it, especially that little go-kart, I remember giving her a lot of, uh, I mean, not that she picked it up, but I always, I, I, I found that slightly goofy um, personally. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, I could have had, a, it could have been a little bit more bite to it. Cause I got to drive this really cool Hummer. And uh, I was like, man, it should have been something, in my opinion, equally menacing from uh, from her end of things. But I know uh, they had to picking up golf balls. Hello, very menacing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh goodness, but no, it's it's good to hear that um that you guys got on so well. Um, you know, there have been other seasons that eh, the cast eh, not so much, but it's good yeah, I I've heard that, but um steer steer clear we i mean we really did get along i mean we loved we loved the crew as a cast we really got along and um you know everybody from post to i mean it just it really was one of those all-time awesome experiences that had i known how great it was going to be i probably would have paid for the experience um it, it really was awesome in fact don't say that too loud yeah i know i know <laughs> but it really was awesome i mean it really was absolutely incredible especially especially just for me, just getting out of school. I mean, it was kind of that dream sort of like, you know, you're trying to save up money to move out to Hollywood to pursue this dream of being an actor. And you're like, you know, especially when I talk to friends and stuff like, wow, how was it trying to I'm like, well, you know, actually I moved out on a show. And they, you know, kind of, I had the job before I even came out. It was one of those where it's like, you gotta be kidding me. Uh, it doesn't happen. But it, it, funny, I did remember a story um, that I'll share really fast, even though it's a bit of a tangent, um, just because I thought of it mentioning no, that ahead. Hummer. Tangent away. Go ahead. I absolutely loved that Hummer. Um, it was so tricked out. It was ridiculous. But I remember one of the first days of shooting, we were in downtown Los Angeles and there, I think it was actually going to be our first morphing sequence. Um, and this is sad. I've got to go back and plow through, through the season to refresh my memory. But um, on the day of shooting, they, obviously had stunt guys and what the Hummer um, Carter was in the Hummer and was kind of driving down the street and was going to screech to a stop and then get out. And then we were going to, you know, take on, take on the, the monsters. And they did a couple takes and there's like these flash pots that go off of these like explosions. And um, they wanted to do a close up uh, as close as possible on the, uh, on the Hummer racing in to, to save the day with Carter. And um, the, I'm not going to name names because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. But they said, "Hey, Sean, would you be willing to 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 drive the Hummer through these these pyrotechnic uh, explosions so we can try to get a, a closer shot?" I've never driven a Hummer before. I've got no experience doing stunt driving. Um, I had no business being behind the wheel. But I'm 22, and I'm like, "Yeah, that sounds great." So <laughs> I hop in the front seat of this thing, and uh, they're like, "All right, you know, try to." So I drive it once without any of the pyrotechnics, and like, you know, maybe if you can go a little bit faster and try to get a little bit of a screech on it or whatever. Sure. Not a problem. You know, boys and toys. So do it again. Like, this is great. Let's go, let's go hot. So they, you know, load the, the canisters up and all that. We shoot it. It was great. Um, 
when they print the dailies, the Jonathan Zakor, the executive, this is part of the story that I caught. Jonathan Zakor, the executive producer, was was looking at the dailies, and um, they had the the kind of close up of of Carter driving through these explosions, and he says to somebody, he's like, "My God, that 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 stunt double looks so much like Sean. That's incredible. <laughs> like, we, we've got to make sure we try to keep him on for the season." And someone was like, "Well, actually, that is Sean," and. From what I understand, he kind of went pale white and in a very polite way, I guess I'll say, um, said under no circumstances will we ever have him do anything remotely close to that again for the rest of the year. Because from just a liability and insurance standpoint, right. like we can't, we can't do that. You know, this guy is not a stunt guy. He's not Tom Cruise. It's not going to happen. But it was a whole lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> and that is definitely one of those, those early first few days shooting memories that I, uh, I can remember like it was yesterday. It was great. Somebody almost killed you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, it was safe, but, um, but you know, looking back, I'm like, yeah, okay. I could kind of see the perspective of, you know, you got this 22 year old that has no idea what he's doing and you're, you know, this could go sideways very quickly. Oh goodness. Um, so yeah, I, I, oh, what was the next one? Blanked out. Oh goodness. Wait, uh, you brought up tangent, blah, that, and got it. So, um, oh, that's impressive. Usually, when my train of thought derails, it's gone. <laughs> Pro. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the you know you were meant you mentioned the the stunt that you that that stunt that you had to do. So after you couldn't do that, <laughs> um, was was there any of the stunts that you may have had a mishap? Or a um, difficulty, or or guess working through boot camp that you uh, either tried to master, and it, there was some kind of difficulty getting over it. Well, you know, it's um, yeah. There, there was definitely still stunts we got to do. I mean, some of the some of the fighting and all that. I mean, obviously we were doubled quite a bit, and the stuff in costume was the pros. Um, but you know, we we definitely got to do some things and, and folks like, you know, Mike Chat got to do a lot more than than the rest of us because of his his abilities. But um I, I do I mean just shooting from the hip here, I remember shoulder rolls I had a really tough time with. And I think part of it's the fact that I've got no gymnastics background whatsoever. I'm rather tall and lanky, so I just the concept of just doing this quick roll into a ball sort of thing and out was a little tough for me. Uh, and, and I was quite clumsy. It was nothing uh, precarious, but I remember just thinking like, I will never get a shoulder roll. And it's kind of one of those like one-on-one things. If you want to do stunts, like, well, yeah, you do a shoulder roll. And for me, it was just the hardest thing. But I do remember one time when we were shooting, um, I guess it was, boy, I'm going to embarrass myself here and someone's going to school me, but I believe it was called Trapina's Revenge, um, the part one, part two thing we did. Um, and there, it was the team up with, with Lost Galaxy. And um, there was a moment where they had a crane and they needed to shoot us jumping off the platform of the crane into one of those airbags. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it wasn't that high of a jump. I mean, I want to say it was maybe 30 feet so you're only talking three stories, but I'm a little iffy with heights. Um, I, I can't say I'm scared of heights, but I respect heights. And <laughs> it's like, you like you're <laughs> yeah. high, I'm on the ground. I respect you. You respect me. 
Yeah, I'm like, yeah. you could hurt me. You could really, really hurt me. It, but it's weird. Like, I can get to, I don't know, like, I, I do a lot of hiking and all that. And I can get out into the, the Rockies and get up to, you know, a non-technical climb and get up to the summit. And I can, you know, literally hang my feet over a ledge and look down 2,000 feet and not really think much of it. Um, but I've got no intention of jumping off this, you know. So there's kind of a healthy, again, a healthy level of respect there. Um, but then sometimes, like, I can watch movies where someone's scaling the outside of a skyscraper, and my palms start sweating. You know, like, I just finished running a marathon. It's, it's you know, so I'm a little weird with heights at times. But when we got on top of this crane, we're like, you know, they're like, all right, well, you know, on the count of three, we're, you're going to have to jump off and hit this bag. There was the one part of me uh, that was like, wow, this is going to be really fun. And then there's the other part of me, it's like, I'm not supposed to be jumping off this. Like the whole point of being up here is because there's a safe platform and I can look over the edge. But so that was one of those things that um, I did and it was, it was fun, but it gave me pause for sure, even though it was such a minor little stunt. Meanwhile, we had one of the professional guys that did a true high fall um, on the day while we were out there filming and, you know, it's just. You, you can do nothing but just, you know, sit there slack jawed and applause because, or applaud rather, because it's just some of the stunts that these guys do are just mind numbingly amazing. Uh, the, the, the crew that we worked with, these guys are some of the best in the biz. And um, seeing some of the things they did was just, it's just so impressive. So when you, uh, as you're going through the season and you're shooting and what have you, and now you're knowing that you're coming to the end, like when, when did, when did it hit you your, when you're, when you're shooting that, like, oh, wow, these are my final days. These are my final moments with these people. When did it hit you? I think the, the real reality of it was honestly, after it was all done, um, you knew it was coming up and, and, you know, we were obviously getting a little sentimental over the whole thing and, and reflecting and taking a lot of photos and, and that sort of deal. But for me personally, it really wasn't until it wasn't until the show was truly over and we had we had finished all photography and, you know, I was probably wrapping ADR um, that it, it occurred. It's like, wow, we're really we're really completely done. I mean, we knew we we're probably going to come back for, for a team up episode with, you know, what became uh, time force. But, um, but I don't know, maybe I was in a, a state of denial. Maybe I was hoping kind of like, uh, kind of like I was in, uh, I was about to walk the green mile that uh, my attorney was going to come in and let the governor know, or, or let me know <laughs> that the governor gave a state of execution and we were really coming back for another season or something. But um, yeah, it was really, honestly, after it was all over and done with, and it was probably while I was packing my apartment to move, uh, that the reality of like, wow, this, this fun little dream for the past year is over. Oh, mm. again with the tears, <laughs> the tears. I don't mean to be sappy, but like truly, it really, it, it's hard to put in words because it really was such an incredible experience. I mean, the show, you know, sadly I did not. I, I, of course, knew of Power Rangers, but I did not watch a single episode of Power Rangers until I was about to come out for the, the screen test. Like after I'd sent the tape in, um, or I think the day before I spent, sent the tape in, I caught one episode, A Lost Galaxy was airing. And then after I sent the tape in and they said, you know, hey, we want you to come out on Monday, um, I, I tried to watch every episode I possibly could that was airing anywhere um, before coming out. And that was really all my exposure to Power Rangers had been in a very 
uh, very tangible sense. Um, but once you got on the show, for me, and I started to truly appreciate the the fan base, which only seems to be growing. Um, the as I'm sure a lot of folks have mentioned, the work with Make a Wish Foundation, you know, the merchandising tie-in, the just the sheer popularity of the show on a global basis. You know, you just you, you became acutely aware of the fact that you were part of something really, really special. And I feel very fortunate to be a member of this fraternity um, that I think everybody on my cast and those from, from the other seasons would probably, would probably agree with. I mean, it is, it is a, it's a unique, it's a unique project to be a part of. And I feel like as the, the, the seasons have gone on and now that they're, you know, with Megaforce coming on and, you know, I mean, 20 years of Power Rangers is a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm meeting people that are, in their twenties that are like, Hey, you know, I, I grew up watching you guys and that's, it's still, it's still a humbling feeling. Um, but it's also amazing because it has lasted so long and it's still, you know, it's still relevant. I feel, um, and, and almost to the point where it's becoming part of pop culture. I feel like, Oh, it already is. Like mm-hmm. it, it already it, like there there were times I remember when I was younger where it was just like, okay, I'm a little bit too quote unquote old to watch this show and it wasn't cool. Now you mention it, it's cool. Like yeah. it's it, yeah. So yep. and, it, and the other weird thing is having been on Lightspeed Rescue, I remember getting on the show, especially playing Carter. I know, you know, people are like, ah, oh, that character is very, you know, uptight and boring, but it's like, you know, it is it, it's a character and so it's just it is what it is. But all of us kind of like, they're like, oh, well, you're the new guys. And while the really great season, you know, was, you know, was, was in space or it was turbo or it was, you know, money morphin or whatever. Well, okay. <laughs> no, sorry. Um, but, but point being the fact that like the, the, the seasons preceding you were, were the cool casts mm-hmm. and they, that was the height of the show. But it's, it's funny, you know, some of, and you know, maybe it's just people paying lip service, but as time has gone on, I feel like we're part of one of the quote earlier uh, earlier seasons, um, and and that only kind of makes it cooler. And that's not taking anything away from the last you know ten, twelve, fourteen seasons, whatever it's been. Um, but just the fact that it's like, wow, I kind of feel like we're part of that older school crew. I can't say the Jason David Frank old school crew, but still kind of part of the. Uh, part of the earlier history, so to speak, which right. is just mm-hmm. something I, I get double enjoyment out of, actually. Before I forget, because I will forget, um, you mentioned the team-ups earlier. So, because uh, you had a team-up with the Lost Galaxy crew, yep. and you had... See, you and you're one of the rare, pe- the rare teams <laughs> that actually had to do a team-up with the previous cast and then the... Um, and then the, the cast that came after you, because after a while it was getting kind of murky. They were like, are we going to team yep. up? You've so, had a lot of team ups. You, you like so four. It had been mentioned. I was going to say it had been mentioned to me that, um, I, I guess was the last Ranger to have appeared in three consecutive seasons of Power Rangers. Um, insofar as doing Lightspeed Rescue and then the team up with the uh, Time Force and then um, Forever Red oh, yeah. right. Forever during, Red. yeah, during Wild Force, and you know I wasn't even aware of it until until very recently. But um, 
yeah, a number of little team up uh, episodes. Yeah, you they just can't get rid of you. They were just you, you were like, no, I'm coming back. I'll come back again. <laughs> so how is it like working with the um with the Lost Galaxy cast? How is that different? Different than working with my cast or we're then working sorry, let me rephrase. How is working with the Lost Galaxy cast different than working with the Time Force cast? Got it. Um I think the both are great crews of people. Um, I think the, the salient difference that, that, that stuck out to me was when we teamed up with Lost Galaxy, um, even though we had had a number of episodes on our belt at that point in time, it was still one of those feelings where it's like, you know, yeah, this is our home, but because they were already kind of legacy, um, having done their season, um, there was a sense of like, oh, okay, well, you know, they're coming back. And, um, it, it's, you know, you, you, you welcome him in because it's almost, I'm trying to figure out how to explain it. Um, Leo was coming on your turf. Yeah. And it's like, where it's like you kind of want to, you know, you kind of want to bow down and like, Oh, great. Lost galaxy Rangers. So good to see you. Um, whereas <laughs> when we went with time force, like it kind of felt like, well, we're the old schoolers. Like we're the guys that are like, can impart like, to let me Watch give you a piece of advice. Yeah. Um, you know, not like we own the place, but it, it felt a little coming on time force, which was another amazing set. I might add, um, coming there kind of had a little bit of that, like, yeah, been there, done that. So there was a familiarity with it and especially seeing crew members that you hadn't seen in a while, you know, and they're like, Hey, how you doing? And everybody's giving hugs and stuff. It felt like a reunion. Whereas it was witnessing the reunion the first go around and the second time around as being part of it. If that makes sense. It does, definitely does. Definitely does. It's a shame you only had one one episode though for that team up. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I love popular, those two... popular cast. I mean, you know, great again, another really talented group of group of cats. Mm-hmm. And then let and then before we move on to other topics, Forever Red. Let's yeah. let's just talk about Forever Red for a second. Oh yeah. Let's talk about it. So, so here's the thing, right? When we were younger, you know, because yeah, this was what a long time ago. Oh gosh, oh gosh, oh gosh, we're old. So when we were young and we heard about there was a rumor, and then the rumor became true, and you saw like all of these different red ranges coming back and da 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 whatever. This is gonna be amazing, this is gonna be awesome, oh my goodness, oh, oh, oh. one episode. One episode. <laughs> but it was an amazing episode. You it got was. It. Yes. It was. So um, did you ever feel like Carter needed a little bit more shine in, the, in Forever Red? You know, I didn't. Um, I think a lot of it was realizing that, you know, especially having someone like, like, like Jason David Frank back, you know, you, you're, you're cognizant of how enormously popular he is. Um, and so – Clearly, you, you want to make sure he has screen time and all that. I think just being a part of the legacy that was Forever Red was incredibly satisfying. And it was never something that I, for a moment, was like, well, I should get more lines or more screen time. Um, just being a part of the project was, was great. Um, one thing I'm going I'm to ask, because you guys would know more than me, but I have heard that there was a, a, a relatively vocal group that did not appreciate Carter using his blaster in that episode. Okay. See, here's the thing. 
You, you gotta There's come to me in this guys. Okay, wait, wait, let me let, let me let me let me set it up. Let me set it up. Let me set it up, and then Jeremy, you can have the final say. Okay. Let me set it. So, when we heard about all these Red Rangers coming back or whatever, and then we we were watching the episode, and then you know this Red Ranger is using their martial arts ability and kicking butt and whatever, and then you see this other one using martial arts, blah 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 blah, you know, like every different. You saw them using um, different martial arts styles and all the stuff, like yeah, whatever. Then you saw pew pew, pew pew, pew pew pew. See, that was the juxtaposition of martial arts ability and pew pew pew. That was the, the well, concern. I'll say concern. There is a harsher mm. word for that, but that? <laughs> that was the concern. Okay. Now, Jeremy, on the other hand. Now, I've got your back on this one. Okay. Be- because, and I know, unfortunately, I'm in the minority here. But here's my thinking. You've got guys, like you got your Jason and you got your Tommy and, oh, bow down to them, who are running around, doing their little kicks, doing their little flips, and in the time it takes them to take down one bad guy, you've already shot a thousand of them. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, well, then you're the smartest guy there. Just shoot everybody. You don't need to do hi-yahs. It's interesting you say that because the thing that, like, one of the things that's great about Power Rangers is is the martial arts aspect of it, obviously. Um, But one thing I really appreciated about the blaster, and on the day, it's something that, you know, you don't, I did not anticipate the commentary and the analysis of it that I have subsequently heard. But I look at it the same way you do, Jeremy, if I'm going to be honest. Because in some respects, I'm like, well, it helps Carter stand out. Um, but I also appreciated the, the fact that by using um, the blaster, it's like, well, if you've got it, why wouldn't you use it? Um, and, and, and especially from... My personal perspective, I love Indiana Jones. Um, I still think Raiders of the Lost Ark is, um, is just one of the all-time great films. Um, and that famous scene yes, yes. where uh, Harrison Ford's sitting there and you know, they're in the market and they you know, come out and the guy's you know, doing this big show about to take him out and he just pulls his revolver out and shoots him. I thought it was great. That was perfect. And so I felt like that was my Indiana Jones moment, to be honest. Um, I'm like, I've got this blaster here. I might as well use it. And so I don't know. And I also felt like, quite honestly, it fit with Carter's character. Um, While, you know, obviously a a fighter and a martial artist, his style was much more kind of like a boxer, much more, you know, it it wasn't as, it wasn't as flashy. It was, you know, a little bit more pragmatic. And so I think he would have looked at that situation much like Jeremy has, has analyzed it by saying, yeah, you know what? I can take out a whole lot of whole lot of guys a lot faster by just doing it this way. Mm-hmm. And you know, I always uh, saw Lightspeed Rescue just in general as a really interesting point in the franchise because before that, you always had the teams were always you know jumping around, doing their kicks, playing with their swords. Everything was very like mystical. And here, you know, it's the first season where there's no carryover from previous stuff. It's completely fresh take, and you know, logically, why wouldn't the government decide to set up a team when you have monsters coming down every single year, a new bunch of monsters? And so everything is very technical, very, you know, just very clean and by the book. And I thought it was a really interesting way to start the second real chapter of the entire franchise as a whole. No, I appreciate that. I, I mean, not that I had anything to do with it, but I <laughs> I, te- I tend to agree. I mean, honestly, I thought... I. I I thought they I thought they did a really good job in that regard. 
and honestly, especially like from if you look at it from a, a youth perspective as well. I mean, I think the idea of like looking at you know paramedics and firefighters and all that sort of stuff, and, and, and essentially elevating their their status, um, not that it needs elevating, but it, I thought it was very apropos, and I thought it kind of carried with it a very nice message of like, listen, give back, um, mm-hmm. which I thought carried throughout the season. So I thought there was a subtle sort of sort of tip of the hat in that regard um, during Lightspeed Rescue. And I, I will have to say that I, when Forever Red did come on, and I was one of the people, I was just like, what? No kicks? No, 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 no dips? No nothing? No whatever? Um, but over the years, and not just Forever Red, but over the years, I've grown to appreciate um, more of the earlier um, Rangers that have have been on the various seasons because you you, you <laughs> to be quite honest um, here it comes here it comes the recent seasons you know some oh, okay. of the more recent seasons have not been the, the greatest and and then so you like okay fine let me go back to a season that you know that let me revisit one and one of the ones I revisited was Lightspeed and I and I was just like oh. Carter, you know what? You know, you know he is by the book. You know, he, you know he might, you know he might be a little, stu- you know, a little stiff from my taste, but I can appreciate him uh, keeping a t- team together, unlike some other Red Rangers. That we <laughs> yeah, have. honestly, before Carter, we had had a couple of Red Rangers in a row that were very emotional all the time. You know, so it was really cool to actually see someone who just kind of, just you know, by the book got things done. It was it was a very fresh take at the time. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I've, I, as you guys, I'm sure, are, are intimately aware. I mean, I, I tend to keep a bit of a low profile, and so a lot of the, um, a lot of the, the the fan commentary and all that, I've I've heard secondhand over the years. And I know that early on, when the season was first airing, and, and shortly thereafter, I know that there was, or from what I've heard, there was a lot of um, kind of questions about how good the season was and how it stacked up compared to the previous seasons. But me personally, I think our cast, um, I, I think we believed in what we had done and felt that it would stand up through time and that in retrospect, it would have an identity that even if not heralded as the, you know, the, the end-all be-all uh, of Power Rangers, would stand out as something that was a little different, a little unique, and had its own kind of voice and, and character. and. and it's kind of sounds like that's a little bit of what's happening and, uh, you know, and that's, that's makes me happy and it's all, you know, we can, we can hope for. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not blowing smoke when I say this, but I really do think that late speed rescue is the season that has gained so much more appreciation after the fact it's really aged like a fine wine where it <laughs> did have, a, yeah, it did have a lot of detractors early on, but I think, Especially in the last couple of years or so, people have really looked back at it and Especially. said, "Wow, there's a lot of uh, there's a, there's a lot of good here," you know. And again, you were kind of behind the eight ball because you didn't have any carryover from previous seasons. Right, right. I think it's awesome. I mean, you know, obviously it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but we had a blast, and you know, we're hoping that we're hoping that the you know the, the viewers and the fans did as well, at least to some mm-hmm. extent. And oh, yeah. you managed to do well, looking like peppermint candy. Just <laughs> 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 so I, I salute you. 
Well, it was either that or the Charlie Brown album. Yeah, that, oh, ooh, yeah. that was That was bad. No, I'm not going to lie. Like, those suits? Mm-mm, child, no. Yeah, there have definitely been certain outfits that have been a little more cool than, than others. And, uh, yeah, you're right. I look like a huge piece of peppermint candy. <laughs> but not nearly as sweet or pepperminty. You oh. carried it with class, my oh. friend. Carried it with class. <laughs> So, um, yes, speaking of carrying yourself with class, my darling. Now, you know, you're done with the show. You came back a couple of times because, you know, they, they just couldn't get rid of you. You know, you just, you just kept coming back. And, but now we're up, it's, we're up to Megaforce, right? So, but when we heard about this reunion, about them getting various strangers from various seasons to come back on the show... People, their minds blew. They were just very like, controversial. Oh, I know. It was like, what? Oh my goodness, they're gonna get da 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 da. And so, like the speculation of who was going back and whatever. And then, thank you to Jason David Frank, who <laughs> posted a bunch of pictures about who really did come back. And <laughs> one of the pictures was of you, like one of the pictures. I don't think it was his picture, but um, I forgot who posted it. But it was with you and Allison in your outfits, in your suits, and I was just like, "Oh, oh, shoot, son, that's mm-hmm. awesome, son." So, like, literally, I, that's literally how I said it. Instead of me speaking actual English, I said, "That's awesome, son." So. No, I prefer it that way. To be honest, <laughs> just run with it. So, um, tell us about that experience. Like, you know, how, what, who, where, why, just go. You know, it, it, um, it seemed like it came out of nowhere. Um, as I think it probably did for the fans. It really, in many respects, it did at least for, for me. And I think for, for a lot of us, but essentially they'd reached out and wanted to, to know if, uh, you know, they're trying to, get an idea on, on, on people's availability. And as I'm sure you read, it, you know, the inquiry had gone out to a number of, of former Rangers. And I think, I know, um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to speculate and it's not my job to, to kind of weigh in. But my, my assumption is that from a producing standpoint, you're trying to see who has availability um, and who, who has interest. And, um, and then after that, they kind of, I guess, sat down and said, all right, how can we formulate, um, some sort of story that can incorporate these various personalities in some sort of coherent way? Um, I'm, I'm flattered that they'd reached out to me in the first place and, um, you know, kind of doubly honored that they, they decided to pick me, uh, to be one of the guys to, to, to go out there. Uh, I think the, the fit with Allison, uh, with Dana made sense. Um, I think Dana and Carter kind of shared a, a unique sort of, um, relationship on the show. So I think it was fitting that, um, that the two of them, uh, got to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but the experience itself was, was absolutely amazing. Um, you know, again, kind of like how forever read for me was, was great to be a part of, you know, a 10 year legacy of, of this phenomenon known as power Rangers to be a part of what essentially is the 20th, um, the 20th anniversary again, puts the shows 
impact and history and a perspective. And to be a part of that was just, was just absolutely awesome. Um, I probably missed part of the, the core of the question um, as I <laughs> start was, pontificating about the experience. No, it but, was, I just asked but, who, what, when, where, why, how that's, there was no, <laughs> yeah, it was good. It, it, it really kind of, I was, um, I was at a, a wedding, um, in Mexico actually at the time that I kind of started getting notification on what was going down and it was happening very quickly. It was just a few weeks down the road from when we were filming. And so it was much like how I got on the show the first time around. It was one of those incredibly fast, uh, incredibly fast experiences of, of, you know, kind of getting word of the thing and then realizing, wow, I'm on a plane flying to shoot this. So. So, and, and how much Carter, may we see are we are we just gonna see homeless carter he's gonna have a couple of lines i mean how much carter it 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 turns out i hope this isn't too much of a spoiler carter's been living on the streets um he's had some some hard times no i'm (laughs) completely making that up um you will definitely see carter um i don't know that i'm allowed to get into the details um contractually off of what's going on but you you will see carter and like with anything um i will say this and and not to try to be try to be cagey but with filming anything you have no idea what's going to end up, end up on the cutting room floor. So that is true. you could shoot six scenes, and this has happened um, in my own personal experience. <laughs> um, you can shoot a number of scenes, and then when they get done, let's say it's a half-hour show like you know, Power Rangers, they look at it and they're like, all right, we've got 33 minutes of material here. Where can we trim in order to get this thing under where we need it to be? And once that starts happening – you know, you start cutting a line here, a line there, and then you're like, well, we got to lose this scene. Yeah, sure, it'll still make sense. Um, and then you turn around, and so you really have no idea what your, your screen time is going to be, your presence is going to be until it comes out. So um, I can tell you that Carter is, uh, is, in the, uh, is in the episode. Carter does have dialogue in the episode, but how much, uh, how much actually makes it to air, I'm not sure. They might just be like, this guy can't act his way out of a paper bag, oh, so let's, uh, <laughs> let's just cut the whole thing. <laughs> oh, good, but no, but... It, should be, it should be fun I mean honestly from, from a fan perspective I would say and they're not trying to build it up but I would I would say it's going to be a pretty cool thing to see the number of uh, I mean obviously you guys have seen photographs so you kind of have a, a grasp of who was there and who wasn't but to see the various rangers over a period of seasons um, all together it, it, it felt special for us to be a part of it uh, filming and I would imagine that that uh, that the peeps out there will uh, will appreciate um, appreciate seeing that many that many former uh, former rangers together at the same time. I shouldn't even say former. I guess we're still current rangers in some respects. Y'all will forever be rangers. Like, yeah. It's just did, so. Um, did you have any? Was there anybody that like any, like the younger rangers would come up to you and you know be like asking you advice or? Did you impart any knowledge to any of the other rangers, or everyone was just like, "Yo, what's up? Okay, we do this. All right." I think it was more like a "Yo, what's up?" Like <laughs> this thing. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think anybody wanted to be so arrogant as to say, "All right, youngins, let me let me impart some knowledge on you." But um, but it, it was interesting, you know, just talking to them, I mean, especially when you've got someone that's 
you know, on the show now that says, hey, I used to watch you um, when you were on the show. And you realize that it wasn't like, oh, I was watching you last year. It's like, no, when I was a kid and growing up, like that was like when I was dressing up as a red Power Ranger or as a green Power Ranger for Halloween, um, like this was – you know, the show that I was watching and it, it really puts it into perspective again. How what was that Hector? Did Hector come up to you and be like, yo, you to watch me, son. Hector's my boy. <laughs> he, and I are, he and I are like brothers. It's, uh, um, that kid is a trip. I don't know if you guys have interviewed him, but, um, man, that guy, that guy's a riot. I mean, another one with just boundless energy, but some mad dancing skills. He, uh, he, uh, that guy can, that guy can throw down with the best of them. He should be on So You Think You Can Dance. Well, actually, I think he I think actually I say that and I think he uh I think he actually was on So You Think You Can Dance. But what? Um, yeah, you should get a hold of him. I don't want to be speaking out of school, but I think I think he had been, um, if I remember correctly. But he if not, the guy should be. He he is an incredible dancer. In fact, we were out one night, um, a little bit of dish here, but we were out one night and you know, was, uh some dancing taking place and maybe some adult beverages and um a uh, couple guys were kind of showing some of their moves and then, you know, there's a few ladies out on the floor. And so, you know, Hector, the, the charming gent he is, um, went out and started doing, uh, doing some of his moves. And, you know, you almost had this kind of like little dance off thing going. And then he just starts doing Michael Jackson splits and backflips. And I mean, it, it, it was absolutely bananas. I mean, the place kind of like stopped and watched it, the show. I mean, the guy is an incredible showman. And then the other two just like kind of walked away. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm sitting there looking at like, I, I want to be like, kind of, you know, like that's my boy. But at the same time, I was like, <laughs> I can't dance. Just, I can't sing. I can't dance. I'm just a schmo over here that's grinning like uh, the Cheshire cat. And I've got no reason to other than just the enjoyment of seeing uh, Hector throw down. Oh, my goodness. Oh, goodness. No, it's, it's really good to hear that, um, that you got along with the youngins. You know, we did, you know, the, the, the one I don't I mean, I didn't unfortunately get a whole lot of interaction with the um, with the current cast because I think their their schedules are a little more demanding. Um, and to, to to be frank, those of us that were uh, were were coming back like we. Uh, we were just catching up on old times and, and swapping stories and all that, so it was. I mean, it's not that there was a division amongst the cast at all, but we kind of gravitated towards, uh, you know, some of the people we knew. I mean, right. I think it's natural. Of course. Of course. No, 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 got time for Make Force anyway. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody going, nobody like, how dare you, Sean? You just have to talk to, what's his name? Um, Trey, what's the, the, the red one? What's the name? Uh, Andrew. Oh, you, shame. Like, no. It's I right. missed a comment there, but I'm gonna let it go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah. just keep smiling as I keep throwing shade at Megaforce. Um, yeah. <laughs> just say that nowadays we can't even remember cast member names, no, let alone I, their character names. Just call, I just called the Red Ranger Trey, Troy, Troy, something. I don't remember. It's not that important. But what it is important is what you're up to now. Yeah. You currently working on? I am. I'm currently not working on anything. I, uh, I actually got out of, out of acting uh, a number of years ago. Um, something I may go back to, it is definitely a love. Um, but for, um, for a variety of reasons, kind of had to kind of had to segue out and I've, 
we both had to get out and also just opportunity um, for, for other, for other things. But I've been, um, I've been in the music industry for the past, oh boy, how long has it been? About nine years now. Really? Yep. Yeah. So still, still in entertainment, but uh, just kind of on a different end of it. What do you do? I, um, I executive produce and license music for film trailers. Ah. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. A little different, but still very enjoyable and, uh, love being, love being a part of, uh, part of the entertainment biz, but at some point might, uh, might find myself back, uh, back in front of the camera. We'll see. Yep, lights be rescued too. Electric boogaloo. Yes. <laughs> as long as they call it that. Then I'm not- <laughs> oh my goodness! And you know, um, before we depart, um, at first I'd just like to thank you for spending so much time with us and shooting the breeze. Absolutely. I just feel bad I'm not more interesting of a person. I wish I had. I wish I had better stories and. Uh, Look, more stuff I could dish about. Look, but. Sean, this whole self-deprecation thing, you ain't going to try that with me. You just <laughs> fine. We had a wonderful time. We laughed, no, cried, it. everything. And, and I would be remiss to not bring up that there have been many conventions, uh, many of your uh, Ranger um, alum have been going to conventions meeting fans and what have you is that something that you would be interested in partaking in you know it's um it's something that um i i i would be and i wouldn't be surprised if i my yes yes the bottom line is yes um, my schedule sometimes can be a little a little crazy and so sometimes the logistics uh because I'm not actively acting in, in the, the con, um, I guess they call it the con circuit or I don't know what the, the correct terminology is, but um, it, it is something that, you know, would be of interest just to be able to reach out and see and meet some of, meet some of the folks um, who, you know, have been so supportive over the years. Um, I haven't been to any uh, as of yet, but I am, uh, I am eyeing one or two um, and especially with, I'm not, telegraphing uh but with power morphicon essentially in in the backyard here um might uh might try to try to make it out there this year to uh to power morphicon and it seems like a uh it seems like an, an appropriate uh, appropriate place to uh to to meet up with some people so mm-hmm. all right that might happen i'm at least i'm at least gonna try let's put it that way uh-huh get the Coach johnson are you yes. guys going out or the good job? I, I probably will. I probably oh. will. Yeah. Peer pressure. Yeah. Come on. All the cool kids are doing it. That's right. Oh, I know. Lots of bills, <laughs> but I'll, I'm going to do my best. Hilarious. Hilarious. Well, I mean, I, re- I really hope that you you do do make it out and uh, meet um, the fans that have wanted to meet you for so long. Because, yeah, you have been a little under the radar. A little bit. And by no, a little, it, I mean a lot. And by a lot, I mean non-existent until <laughs> recently. <laughs> So, well, yeah, I, was, I mean, considering, yeah, the, I mean, I did get on Twitter this year, so I should get at least, you know, a pat on the back for that one. Um, but I'm a little, uh, a little behind, uh, a little behind in that regard. But yeah, I would love, I would love to get out. I would love to meet, um, 
again, I would love to meet some of the fans and it, it's slightly intimidating because, you know, when I talk to some of, uh, you know, either castmates or former castmates I mean, everyone from, you know, Jason Font to Jason David Frank, I mean, they, they really know, um, they really know the, the, the convention, um, I guess protocol. I don't really know what word I'm, I'm, I'm grasping for here, but my concern is that, um, I'm going to look like a moron because I have no idea what I'm doing, but, um, looks like a lot of fun. And I did have a friend of mine, a couple of friends of mine go to the last Paramorphicon and right. they, uh, they're like, dude, you got to come out to this thing. So, so yeah, that's, that's, that's the intent at least we'd love to get out there. And Lisa, especially if, if you're going out, would love to love to meet you face to face. So. Yes, I will. I will be there. So I will, I hope to see you. <laughs> awesome. That's my selling point right there. That's oh, all I need. That's all you need, right? There you go. See, yes. This is a big day for me. I, you know, I'm like, I can't express how much I love the light speed. So, this is huge. Hey, come on out. I'll uh, I'll buy you a coffee or uh, adult beverage or whatever your uh, your point. There, is. that's my language hey. right there. Hey. hey. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much again for um, chatting with us. And do you have any final thoughts, final words to your fans? No, I just you know honestly. You know, you guys, you guys are great. I appreciate you you're working with uh, uh, trying to scheduling wise. I know this was a little tricky for, for all of us to, to get together, which was entirely on my end. But no, honestly, just it, it truly is one of the uh, one of the great things to have been a part of, of such uh, an incredible franchise and the, the outpouring of, of support and, um, and whatnot from from the fans uh, over the years has been has been quite humbling. Um, you guys are really just fantastic. And it is every time I bump into somebody and it still happens every now and then, which is just still mind numbing, um, to, to be walking down the street and someone be like, this is going to sound really weird, but you look just like this guy that was a power ranger. Um, <laughs> then you get in conversation. It's, it, it, it never stops it in a geeky way. It never stops, um, being cool. It's, it really, um, it's one of those things I'm just going to carry with me for the rest of my life. And it's, um, you know, a big, big thank you to you and, and, and all the other, uh, all the other fans that have been so supportive. Yeah. And how many people have an action figure on themselves? I'm just saying. Yeah. I gotta tell you, it's pretty cool. <laughs> hey, with the 20th anniversary, there's new stuff out there now with your face on it. Is there really? Yeah. I, how did I not know about this? It just came out within like the last month or so. God, you'd think I live under a rock. You better jump on that. Man, I got to go out and check that out because I've got the ones from back in the day. I only have like two or three of them. But, I mean, it is one of those. I mean, and the video game. But um, it, it, that's still a trip because, you know, I'll come across it every now and then and just like, wow, I mean, how did this happen? How do I have an action figure? You can get Now you can get a tiny little action figure yourself that turns into a key. That's what they've been talking about. Yeah, Man, I gotta go to the store. Okay, now that makes sense. <laughs> well, this is the thing. This is why I'm saying, like, I'm just so out of touch. It's just embarrassing. Um, yeah, I gotta check that out. That is really cool. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the uh, the explanation there, because people were talking about this key, and I just I'm like, all right, great. I mean, I don't, you know, I'll go, but it didn't. I wasn't connecting the dots. <laughs> it could have been a ring for you. Like, what ring? What is he talking about? One ring to ruin them all. What? What is this thing? It's like, no, it's your ranger key. With yeah, I should excuse myself before I embarrass 
push myself any further. <laughs> it's all great. But, no, but yes. honestly, you, guys, you guys are awesome and uh, you know, definitely appreciate all you do. And um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a pleasure. It's been great.